This game really sucks. Why the fuck am I watching it? Of course it's fucking Dion Lewis that gets it. God, God bless America. And God bless you for putting up with my BS because I have not had a podcast out since last Monday night. And uh, yeah, I fully apologize for that. That was not planned whatsoever. Um, yeah, certain circumstances, putting in new internet, you know, not having it for part of the weekend half of my weekend so yeah that's why that happened uh was able to get the article in the spreadsheet out which was great um <clears throat> whether or not uh it helped anybody win some money that's kind of the, that's kind of the next question but i did win a little bit of money i'll talk about it here today but uh yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And for the time being on Facebook, although I think I'm out of Facebook danger after tomorrow, which is election night, Dennis M. Roy over there. But, uh, yeah, we got to get through the weekend review, and we have to get through these waiver wire targets. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's get going here. Let's uh, start here with uh, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. We'll get through injuries while we're going through here. Uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh wins 28-24. to uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, is not being the second-round pick quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be. I really didn't want to do it, and I didn't. That's why I went Patrick Mo. <laughs> Told you. All righty here. Let's take a look here. Ben Roethlisberger was 21 to 32 for 182 and three and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, James Conner had a decent day, at least if you played him against a really tough opponent. Uh, 15 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Receiving wise, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, if you look at the target spreadsheet, which will be out tomorrow. Uh, with the updated, uh, Smith-Schuster is turning into the top target guy. Uh, eight targets, seven grabs, 67 yards. Eric Ebron followed him up, uh, had to use him in one league. He is becoming a little bit more fantasy viable, but he is kind of up and down uh, week to week. Just kind of depends on the matchup. Uh, five targets, four receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Chase Claypool came back from the dead. Nine targets, five receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, yeah. 
James Conner also added uh, three receptions on three targets for 13 yards. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod is still involved here. And then we had, of course, uh, Deontay Johnson being very disappointing with three targets, one reception for six yards. On the Ravens' side, Lamar Jackson was 13-28. to 28. Yikes. 208 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. J.K. Dobbins, a big winner with Mark Ingram out. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is the guy to target. If you're looking, uh, if he is on your waiver wire, if somebody got fed up, he is definitely the guy that we're going to want to target here. Uh, 15 carries, 113 yards, uh, good for a 7.5 average. And uh, he also added added a reception in there. Yeah, one for eight. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is, I mean, just with this, coming off the bye week, he's really solidifying uh, the opportunity to be the main guy uh, with Gus Edwards here. It's kind of... It's kind of uh, odd, right? They used a three-man rotation for most of the season. Now they go to a two-man rotation, and both guys were actually viable uh, with Gus Edwards also carrying the ball 16 times for 87 yards and a touchdown. was not a bad play. Lamar Jackson did add uh, 16 rushing attempts for 65 yards. Willie Sneed, for whatever reason, was the big target guy here. Uh, Didn't really get that. Seven targets, uh, five receptions, 106 yards. Devin Duvernay. Uh, one reception for 39 yards. Yuck. Uh, somebody had asked about Mark Andrews on Sunday morning in the SI chat. Uh, got targeted six times, but only three grabs for 32 yards. I said it was not something to mess around with. You don't mess around with tight ends uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, Miles Boykin got <clears throat> a touchdown on two catches for 20 yards. Marquise Brown, very disappointing. Very disappointing was in the GPP. Uh, portion of the article uh, one reception on two targets for three yards and one TD and then he also fired off a uh, bullet at Lamar Jackson too so uh, yeah uh, they're not too happy in Baltimore right now which I can understand I can understand for Hollywood Brown's point of view on there um, basically said what's the point of having us if you're not going to use us so that was a shot across the bow. So that's something that we will pay attention to next week. Uh, probably kind of a uh, feed the guy who is barking type deal. And it will be something that I'll look at. all depends on the matchup. Uh, actually, I think they play Indianapolis. So we'll have to take a look there. Moving on, we have the surprising Miami Dolphins winning 28-17 to over the visiting Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Dolphins defense scored a a couple of touchdowns while actually, uh, defensive touchdown. And then they had a uh, return touchdown. Um, I believe that was return touchdown. Why am I not finding it? I thought there was one. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Why am I? Why am I brain farting on this? Scoring drives. Come on. Touchdown! Touchdown! I was guessing up the middle. Oh, maybe they didn't. Scoring drives. Oh, because probably wasn't considered a scoring drive. I don't. Well, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, defense special team scored two touchdowns. Very surprising. Um, I wasn't on it. I did look at it, but um, it was pay down for DFS. You know, their bare bones minimum price. A lot of them, a lot of people were using it. Uh, they were getting back to full strength with uh, both their starting corners were back. Um, <clears throat> no, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't have played it, to be honest with you, even to fit anything in there. Um, we have liked our punt defenses and stuff. I did not really have one this week. Uh, defense, I didn't do really that good at all. Good plays. It just didn't work out. Um, but, yeah, as far as punting with that against the Rams, who were far superior to the Dolphins, even with them being back at full strength, um, no, I just I still wouldn't have, I still wouldn't have done it. I get it. I understand why they did it. I understand if you used it, why you did it. Just so you could afford to get the top talent guys. But you have to be careful with that because that could bite you in the ass in the end. Because you could end up paying for guys that are not in optimal spots as much as what you think you are. Just because you're fitting in the top end guys doesn't mean that they're always the best plays. So it's fine if you want to do if you want to do the punts. I'm not always going to list a punt, but if you want to completely punt, I get it. Just what I'm saying, be careful. Because you can think that you're doing something smart and you'll end up biting you in the ass in the end. Uh but Jared Goff, 35 of 61, 355 touchdown, two interceptions, also had two fumbles if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, Darrell Henderson uh, got hurt. He had eight carries for 47 yards. Malcolm Brown, 10 carries for 40 yards. And then we finally got Cam Akers back, uh, nine for 35 with the Darrell Henderson injury. Uh, we can take a look at Cam Cam Akers, realize that the Rams are going to be on a bye this next week. Uh, so you might not actually have to pay that much if you're going to do it through waivers, if at all. Um. He might actually clear waiver, waivers if he is on your uh, on your uh, free agent list. So kind of pay attention to that. Uh, play it as you see it. I wouldn't spend all the, I probably wouldn't spend all that much on it just because you have the bye week and then you might actually get him to drop it um, just before the weekend. But uh, we move on here. Uh, Cooper Cup, 21 targets. 21. I did look at Cooper Cup because I did. I do like to attack Nick Needham in the middle. Um, but Cooper Cup, man, 21 targets, 11 receptions for 110 yards. That's a that's 22 points. 22 points plus two bonus points, so 24 points just on catches and yards. It's amazing. I'm not even. I, I'm not even angry. Uh, Robert Woods came through, which was really weird. Um. God, because he was going to either have Byron Jones or Xavier Howard on him. Uh, but he had two rushes for nine yards and a touchdown. It's one of those end-around sweeps. Also had seven receptions on eight targets for 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Reynolds, four for 44. Gerald Everett seems to be the tight end to have uh, for L.A. Five receptions on nine 
targets for 32 yards. Tyler Higby on the other end, uh, four targets, two receptions, 14 yards. So Gerald Everett's definitely the guy on the come up, and Tyler Higby is on the way down. So we can get rid of Tyler Higby if we still have him on our rosters and then go with um, go with uh, uh, Gerald Everett in that case. Moving to the Dolphins side, let's see what we have here with Mr. Tua Taya Viola. Uh, 12 for 22, 93 yards and a touchdown. Very underwhelming. Uh, I said he's not going to rush that much. He had two carries for zero yards there. Uh, Miles Gaskins came through if he had to use him in seasonal. I still want to use him in daily. Uh, 18 carries for 47 yards and one touchdown. Good for a 2.6 average. It's very underwhelming. Uh, but he did add uh, three receptions on six targets for 16 yards. If When you look at the target chart for this week, you will see that it was very spread out. There's nobody over three receptions. Also, nobody over six targets. Uh, six targets went to Gaskins. Five went to Preston Williams. Uh, and then Devontae Parker only had two, but he had the one reception for three yards and got the touchdown. So that is definitely something that you're going to want to pay attention to. Um, cause it's going to definitely hurt them in the end here. But, uh, <clears throat> your tight ends, if you still are holding on to Mike Kaziki, I'm probably just going to say, just go ahead and drop them. Uh, we're not going to really mess around with that whatsoever. Uh, seems to be a real dead spot. New York Jets. We even bother. Do we even bother New York Jets in Kansas City? Kansas City, the 35-9 winner. Uh, this is why you pay up for the defense against the Jets. Although they didn't score any touchdowns because uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes decided to throw five touchdowns on his own, 400 yards. Sat it. Sat it. Everybody was going to go towards the running backs. They were all going towards Le'Veon Bell. Pivot was going to be Patrick Mahomes in the passing offense. Um, 31 to 42 for 416 and five, no interceptions. Uh, running backs, very. CEH had six carries for 21 yards. Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything much better. He was actually way worse. Six carries for seven yards. Of course, that could have been the Jets defense being pumped up to get him. Uh, so we move on to the receiving. Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 109 yards, and one touchdown. He was in my cash lineup. Uh, Tyreek Hill, four for 98 and two. Uh, it's basically a blow-up game for Tyreek Hill there. McCole Hartman actually joined in, too. Seven receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, four receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, just everybody joined in. Uh, Le'Veon Bell definitely is the guy in the backfield that's going to get the receptions with three for 31. Um, and then if you care about uh, Byron Canna Pringles, uh, three receptions for 22 yards. Uh, Jets, let's take a look here. Sam Darnold, eight, 18 for 30, 133, uh, 133 no touchdowns. Uh, Frank Gore, get the bulk of the carries. All right, that's great. Uh, let's maybe get fucking Michael P. Ryan out on the field a little bit more here, huh? Uh, Frank Gore, 10 for 30. Great. Three, <laughs> three yards per carry average. Michael P. Ryan was a little bit better at 8 for 27. That was good for a 3.4. 
They really need to give P. Ryan the ball. I don't know what the hell they're doing, what the hell they're even thinking here. Um, Denzel Mims uh, had him in the thing as a as a cheap target. Uh, kind of worked out a little bit on DK because he went two x, allowed you to pay up uh, two for forty two on three targets. Uh, Braxton Berrios is definitely the guy. Whoever's in that slot, that seems to be the guy that Darno wants to throw to. Uh, 11 targets, 8 receptions and thir- for a 34 yards. So where he's not really, you know, producing a lot of upside, he does give you double point or double digit point um, potential. If you need him for, like, say, a third re- wide receiver during the bye weeks, uh, as long as Jamison Crowder is out. So that would have been 11.4 in a full PPR. Uh, Jeff Smith, nothing much there. Uh, Michael P. Ryan did get a couple of catches for six yards, but nothing big here. Uh, hopefully you're not holding on to Chris Herndon because that is a bad idea. You're going to have yourself a bad day if you hold on to Chris Herndon. Oh, all right, let's just get this one out of the way. Vikings, the 28-22 to winner over the Green Bay Packers. Very, very surprising. We could talk about this one too, uh, how it pertains to the write-up there. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with the Packers side here. I expected the Packers to get ahead of this game and stay ahead. Um. So I expected Kirk Cousins to actually have to throw a little bit. That's with the whole wind conditions and everything going on there. That's the reason why I had put the Green Bay Packers as a potential uh, GPP defense. Did not work out, of course, um, because they can't. Jesus Christ, they can't even stop. They can't even stop my fucking neighbor from running the ball down their throats. It's just terrible. But um, did have Aaron Rodgers written up as the high end guy for uh, cash. Aaron Rodgers, twenty seven to forty one, two ninety one and three, uh, with no picks. He did have a fumble. Uh, it was a. Jesus, they got to get back to Ari back at left tackle. Uh, Jamal Williams wasn't terrible. Uh, 16 carries for 75 yards, no touchdowns in there. Uh, H.A. Dillon, who is COVID positive right now, uh, did mix in five carries for 21 yards. Uh, Hopefully he didn't infect half the fucking team. They did a COVID test that morning. For whatever reason, it doesn't come back until late at night or Monday morning, like, why? Why? Why are we not doing this on Saturday? Why? Uh, Jamal Williams, though, uh, he did actually kind of come through here, uh, at least for the full point PPR sites, because uh, his price actually came down a little bit. Uh, six receptions for 27 yards on six targets. So he caught all his targets. He was, what, the second highest, third highest targeted guy? Yeah. Uh, Robert Tanya, the highest targeted guy, five receptions for 79 yards. But uh, Jay Sternberger was involved, four targets, three catches for 46. Uh, Devontae Adams did come through, seven receptions for 53 yards on 12 targets and three touchdowns. Uh, he was the main pay-up guy for cash at wide receiver there. Um, of course, he was outdone by another wide receiver, but... You know, it is what it is. I said I liked Adams. A bit. I said I liked Adams a bit more, but I did like DK Metcalf as well. 
Alrighty here. So then we get to the Vikings side. Nothing major out of Kirk Cousins. Eleven for fourteen, one sixty, and a and a touch. Uh, Dalvin Cook, of course, the running back to have this week. Thirty carries for one hundred sixty-three yards and three touchdowns. Also had two receptions, sixty-three yards and a touchdown. Just huge. Jesus. You start your running back. You start your running backs against Green Bay. It just is what it is. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was I did exactly what I told, I tell every single one of you not to do. And with about hour and 15 minutes before lock, I pivoted on my cash game lineups. And I went from Delvin Cook, who had been in there all morning, and went up to Derrick Henry against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Henry had a decent day. Don't get me wrong. He had a decent day. He was highly owned. But I didn't do it for ownership. I did it for safety. Because I I listened to the radio. I was listening to the radio, and somebody had popped it up. It got in my head about Dalvin Cook is he going to be good to go for the whole game versus that? And I knew it. I knew it. I said, I had been saying all weekend, I said, he's good to go. He's good to go. He wanted to go a couple weeks ago. They said no because it's going to be the weekend or uh, their bye week the very next weekend. So he was going to be good to go with this groin injury. And I pulled him out across the board. FanDuel. DK, and Yahoo. Three percent owned across the board. Three percent. And he put up 40-some-odd points. And I was on him. I loved the lineup that I had, and I shifted. So what's the lesson here? And I will give you my results. Don't tinker. If you're on it, stay on it. Be confident in your pick. Trust the process. And roll with it. Don't let anybody talk you off of it. If you're on it. Especially if you're somebody like me. Like who the folks that listen to that actually listen to this podcast who ask the questions who look at the spreadsheets that go out, who read through the article. Stick to your guns. Trust yourself. Trust your process. Now, did it hurt me? A little. Yahoo did not cash. Although, of the stuff that I put in, I got $3 back. So, it wasn't a total loss. DK, I took the vast majority of my cash game still. All because of Brandon Ayuk, who I also had in my cash game lineups across the board. So I made a little bit of money back. Or made a little bit of profit on top of what I put in. Not much. We're talking like $10. 
FanDuel cashed across the board because of Brandon Ayuk. But it didn't have to be that close. We're talking, we're talking, I was like five points away from the cut lines. So my butthole puckered up that whole second half. Stick to your guns. Trust what you see. Trust the process. Now, without a doubt, the receivers did nothing. Uh, Adam Thielen, who was the um, uh, uh, Adam Thielen, who was the GPP wide receiver, had three receptions for twenty-seven yards and four targets. Justin Jefferson uh, was a yard worse at three receptions for 26 yards on four targets. Uh, There was really no need for Minnesota to pass, so it totally took the game script out that I had because they they were playing a little bit from behind early, and then they got ahead. And they just kept feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding. So... Even though it wasn't going to be the game script that I was looking at, you know, as far as plan for the Packers to be ahead, uh, probably be ahead for a couple touchdowns and have Kirk Cousins throw, I was still going to put Dalvin Cook in there just because the matchup is so good for running backs against the Green Bay Packers. So just keep that in mind, uh, unless the guy's name is David Montgomery, um, we're going to use running backs, you know, versus Green Bay Packers. Or it could be Jonathan Taylor, who we're getting to next year as the Indianapolis Colts beat the Detroit Lions 41-21. to Oh, let's start with the Colts side. Why don't we? Colts, Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers on kind of a little bit of a tear if you look at the target sheet that comes out tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, 23 for 33, 262 and 3. No, t- uh, no picks. So that was good. Jonathan Taylor, 11 carries for 22 yards. Jordan Wilkins, 20 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. Naheem Hines, 5 carries for 8 yards. But Naheem Hines had 3 receptions on 5 targets for 54 yards and 2 touchdowns. Jordan Wilkins had 1 reception on 1 target for 24. Jonathan Taylor, two target, or, uh, 3 targets, 2 receptions, 9 yards. What the hell happened to Jonathan Taylor? Well, apparently, apparently, he has an ankle injury. That's terrific. They didn't want to say anything after the game. They they were saying, "Oh, we don't we don't know we don't know we don't know we don't know what's going on." Apparently, Philip Rivers said, "Yeah, we found out he had an ankle injury, and that's why he wasn't out there." So. If you are a Jonathan Taylor owner, you better have Jordan Wilkins, which I said after Marlon Mack went down to go get Jordan Wilkins as your handcuff just in case something like this happens because I am expecting Jonathan Taylor to be out. And granted, they are playing the Baltimore Ravens next week, but you may need Jordan Wilkins. We're in the bye weeks. Got to do what we got to do. Naheem Hines, I'm st- <laughs> if Jonathan Taylor's out, yeah, sure. I mean, but we're not going to know that. Well, I throw a buck on him, 
Maybe. Maybe. Maybe because you you could game script it to where they're going to be behind by Baltimore. But with the way that Baltimore's been playing lately, mostly the offense, leaving their defense kind of on their field way too much, um, I could see Indianapolis, you know, controlling the game, the game flow. So play that one by ear. Not really looking at any of the Colts wide receivers or tight ends really here. Um, just got a mishmash at tight end now because you got Mo Ali Cox comes back. He gets four targets. Jack Doyle, three targets. Trey Burton, four targets. So it's like, who is the main guy, right? Um, one thing, if you're in deeper leagues that you can take a look at is Mike, uh, rookie Michael Pittman Jr. was activated for this game. Uh, so he's back. So maybe, maybe you can take a shot on him and see what happens for the next couple of weeks because he should eat into uh, what Marcus Johnson and Zach Pascal are doing. Uh, is definitely a guy that I would keep on my radar. What do we got here? Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford, 24 of 42, 336, three touchdowns, one costly interception, and a fumble. Uh, we have no idea what's going on at running back here, so... <laughs> <laughs> for the time being, I would, I'm God, they went right back to it. They went right back to messing with us. Now it does appear that Deandre Swift is going to definitely be the guy in the passing game as he had four targets, three receptions, 22 yards. Carry on Johnson did have two receptions on two targets for 15 yards and a touchdown too. But as far as I'm concerned there, uh, DeAndre Swift is the main guy to have. I'm not rushing out to get Carrie Johnson. Let somebody else make that mistake. Kenny Galladay went out uh, with an injured hip. He had four targets, but he had no receptions, which was great, especially on my team that had Calvin Ridley, who got hurt in the Thursday night game. So that was just dandy, just dandy. Uh, Marvin Hall filled in nice, though. Seven targets, uh, had four receptions for 113 yards. Uh, he is a guy that I would circle, but I would circle Marvin Jones, uh, the veteran, first. Put a couple dollars on him. Three receptions on seven targets, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. So Marvin Hall has been good when he's filled in for Kenny Galladay. So you're going to have to pick your poison here. Now, if, somebody, if if the decision's already made for you that Marvin Jones is not available to you, then definitely look at Marvin Hall first. Uh, but we did have T.J. Hawkinson here, too. <laughs> ten targets. Dude got ten targets. He got double the amount of targets that he usually gets, probably because of the Kenny Galladay injury. Uh, seven receptions for 65 yards. So in the PPR, 13.5. It's nothing to sneeze at there. Uh, but the Lions do suck. They suck at home. Apparently, they haven't won like their last like seven home games, something like that. So even without the fans sitting there booing, they still can't pull it off. Next game, we're not going to spend a lot of time with. This one was just a complete travesty. Uh, it was the one that I was actually pulling away from a lot. Uh, I did say in there that I was pulling away from David Carr here. Or Derek Carr, my bad. Uh, Vegas beats Cleveland 16-6. to uh, 
very high high wind game. Everything was going to be worse the closer you got to Lake Erie. Uh, that's why the Cincinnati-Tennessee game wasn't terrible. Although it was funny watching the ball get set down uh, for Tennessee, and then it just it just rolled right down the line of scrimmage. That was pretty interesting. Um, but Derek Carr, 15 to 24, 112, and a touchdown. The passing game was just totally truncated down uh, to virtually nothing. Um, I did take a shot on him, and G- I said I would take a shot in GPP. I did take a shot in GPP, um, but I did. I I was staying away from him specifically in cash. Oh, did Mike Evans? Oh, Mike Evans, I hate you. Josh Jacobs though picked up the slack. Thirty-one carries for one hundred and twenty-eight yards. Uh, so nice little ground and pound. Derek Carr did have six uh, rushing attempts for forty-one yards. So that was good to see. Uh, let's see who was our big winner. It was Hunter Renfro, who was who was our uh, our cheap guy for cash. Uh, four receptions on four targets for twenty six yards and a touchdown. Darren Waller was involved, but he didn't get his touchdown. Uh, five receptions on six targets for twenty eight yards. So uh, he had a lot of Jason. Uh, Jason Witten was involved. Uh, Foster Moreau was involved, but didn't really take much away from him. Just really wasn't a good passing day. Uh, Baker Mayfield, his usual 12 for 25, 122 yards. Uh, My big, the big, just humongous disappointment here was Kareem Hunt. Uh, 14 carries for 66 yards. I mean, he did have two receptions for seven yards, so we got that going for us, which was nice. Um, just very, very disappointed. And for as talented as Cream Hunt is, he has not been getting it done. It's almost like he's just worn out. This team needs Nick Chubb back in the worst way. And I am going to start targeting the Nick Chubb owner especially if they're way down the uh, standings, I'm going to target Nick Chubb. I would implore you to target Nick Chubb because when he gets back, he's going to have a lot of juice going. Um, don't know exactly when he's going to be back. I think he's still got a couple of weeks, so but you might be able to get him on the cheap cheap. But receiving, let's look here. Jarvis Landry... Four receptions on eleven targets, fifty-two yards. So he's he is the definitely the number one uh, by far. Harrison Bryant, three for three, uh, twenty-five yards, but he did have a fumble that he lost, which was bad. Uh, David Njoku, one reception, nineteen yards on three targets. Rashad Higgins, one for three on fourteen. Uh, Higgins was a paydown guy from Landry. Uh, but I think we're just going to stick with Landry unless Higgins actually gets in another good spot and doesn't have to deal with a goddamn win. So we'll figure that one out. Tennessee and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati beats Tennessee. I wasn't too uh, happy with this in my Pick'em League, but I'll tell you what, I'm happy to see the Bengals having success. Uh, they beat the Titans 31-20. to uh, Joe Burrow actually did okay. Uh, obviously Tennessee Titans defense couldn't take advantage to three starting offensive linemen being out. So 
Uh, I will never start Tennessee Titans defense again. I don't care what the matchup is. I don't even care if it's the fucking Jets. I ain't playing the fucking Tennessee Titans. I think the Jets could beat them. Just completely on accident. Oh, Ryan Tannehill, 18 of 30 for 233. Two touchdowns and a pick. So it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't all that great either. Now, he did have two carries for 20 yards. So it kind of saved his day a little bit. Took away the interception. He was safe enough, at least, um, for cash and whatnots. Uh, Derrick Henry, 18 carries, 112 yards. Pardon me. He had a touchdown, so he had a he had a decent day. It just wasn't anything great. Uh, Jeremy McNichols still doing his backup type things. Uh, four carries for forty nine yards. He looks he's really good as complimentary here, uh, but he didn't get any receptions this time, so that was kind of weird. Uh, Corey Davis was actually the biggest winner here, and I thought about Corey Davis, but I liked AJ Brown more. Uh, Ten targets, eight receptions, one hundred twenty eight yards, and one TD. Uh, Corey Davis is definitely coming through in his uh, uh, contract year so far this season. Now, big disappointment, Jonu Smith, because Mr. Anthony Ferkser, who I like. I like Anthony Ferkser. Everybody knows I'm a, I'm a Ferkser guy. But uh, each of them had two receptions, uh, 36 yards for Ferkser, 29 for Jonu Smith. They're just splitting that up there. I don't know what to do. I'd, I'd rather sit Jonu Smith than cut him. Uh, but we got to figure out what the hell we're going to do, where we can go. Gerald Everett might be a guy uh, going into his bye week and get for damn near nothing, you know, as a pickup here. Uh, AJ Brown did okay, but he didn't he didn't pay off his va- he didn't pay off value. Uh, four receptions on seven targets for twenty four yards and a touchdown. Very disappointed. Um, but I mean, the weather played a little bit of a part in there. Not going that far downfield, uh, crossing routes and stuff. That's why I think Corey Davis kind of worked out a little bit better. And I'm going to laugh if the Giants beat beat the freaking Buccaneers here. Uh, Bengals side, he had Joe Burrow had a decent day. Uh, twenty, like I said, twenty six to thirty uh, thirty seven, two forty nine, two touchdowns. Did he have some rushing? Oh, he had three rushes for nine yards. That wasn't good. Uh, the one that one thing that I was really disappointed in, but uh, I'm going to stick to my analysis on it. You're down three offensive linemen. I don't really care. I'm not going to use your. I'm not going to use the running back. But Gio Bernard did get it done. Uh, hopefully, in seasonal, he still used him uh, because I mean, you just you have to. You got to use your starting running backs. Uh, but he had 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Also added three receptions on four targets for 16 yards and another touchdown. So he really came through. Uh, I was really pissed that I missed it. But Samaj P. Ryan was actually involved quite a bit. Uh, 10 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. I don't think that continues, you know, once uh, once Mixon comes back here, but. And I would expect Mixon to come back in week 10 after the bye week. Uh, let's take a look at the receiving. Uh, T. Higgins is definitely the, the number one uh, as far as the outside receivers between him and A.J. Green. He had nine targets, six receptions for 78 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd was the guy that came through, though, at six receptions on seven targets for 67 yards and a touchdown. 
he was the guy I listed in cash. He is the guy that I liked for Cincinnati. He was the lone Cincinnati guy. Uh, we did have a little bit of Auden Tate showing up here, though. And that's something that we need to pay attention to. Not something that we need to grab right now, but he had seven targets. He had seven receptions for 65 yards. So I got to try and figure out what the hell went on here because A.J. Green had five targets, you know, two receptions. He must be doing some kind of a rotation in there with him and A.J. Green because there would be no reason to take Boyd out unless he got hurt or T. Higgins out unless he got hurt. So, at least that's my thought process on it. Uh, Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots 24-21. to uh, I'm going to start out here with New England and just tell you, if Damian Harris is out there, you're going to pick him up. Uh, you want to have a starting running back. Um, unfortunately, it's New England, so you kind of have to play it by the matchup. Uh but apparently, if they can run against the team, he's going to be the main guy. He had 16 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. Good for a 6.4 average. Uh, not doing anything in the passing game. So that means that they don't necessarily have to get ahead, but they have to keep the game close, which is what this was the whole time. Uh, Cam Newton was 15-25 to 25 for 174. Uh, also added nine carries. Uh, 54 yards and a touchdown. Rex Burkhead had his usual six carries for 26 yards. Nothing big uh, there. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the guy who is filling in in the slot for Julian Edelman. He had 10 targets, six receptions, 58 yards. He has to be owned, uh, but you'll probably be able to get him for a buck or two. Um, I would seriously consider taking taking a shot on him. Uh, but if you if you absolutely do not want to get involved with this New England passing, you know, offense or the rushing offense, I don't blame you whatsoever. Uh, Bill side, Josh Allen, eleven for eighteen hundred and fifty four in a pick, uh, but he had ten carries for twenty three yards and a touchdown, so he kind of brought it back there. Uh, wasn't a guy I was on this week. Devin Singletary, fourteen carries for eighty six yards, no touchdowns. Zach Moss. 14 carries. How many yards? 81. How many touchdowns? Two. We talked about this. He's going to be more of the goal line type running back um, over Devin Singletary. So if Zach Moss is out there, he's a prime target to go get. Uh, We'll start him in the right situations, uh, at least for seasonal, maybe not for DFS. Uh, Receiving-wise, Stephon Diggs is the number one. Nine targets. He had six receptions for 92 yards. Cole Beasley followed him up. uh, Two targets, two receptions, 24 yards. Uh, John Brown's relegated to about the third third target, you know, in this offense now. Uh, Probably because of the injury and just the trust factor that that, uh, Josh Allen's had for the last couple weeks that uh, John Brown's been out, so... Cole Beasley would be a guy, if he's still out there, uh, take a shot, right matchups. They have Seattle this next week, so might go super contrarian and go with John Brown, but I think we're going to end up going Stephon Diggs. Alrighty then. Denver Broncos came for behind and nipped the L.A. Chargers 31-30. to 
Uh, Justin Herbert for the Chargers, 29 of 43, 278, three touchdowns, two interceptions. So, two. Ew. Ew. Justin Jackson is your main running back in this backfield. 17 carries, 89 yards. Also added three receptions on five targets for 53 yards. So he's the main guy there. Troy Main Pulp actually had more carries than Joshua Kelly here. Troy Main Pulp, who should have been third in line, really. But he had 10 carries for 67 yards. Had a little bit more juice in there. Also added five receptions for 28 yards. Uh, on seven targets, so he's he is. They want to have this fucking three man backfield, but they're actually making it work. So I'm not going to really fault him for it. But Josh Kelly, man, seven for 32, not bad at 4.6 average. But I mean, when you your other two guys are over five and over six per uh, per carry, yeah, not good for you. Uh, Mike Williams, the big winner, five receptions, 99 yards on. And a touchdown on a targets. Keenan Allen, who was the guy written up in cash. Thank you very much. Nine receptions on 11 targets, 67 yards and a touchdown. You will take that all fucking day. All day. All day. Just like Adrian Peterson, who I'm getting ready to fucking cut. Uh, Drew Locke on the other side, 26 of 41, 248, three touchdowns and a pick. Started out super, super slow. Super slow, um, but then they picked it up in the second half. So I think he was only sitting at like eighty some odd yards, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh my God, did the Giants just score again? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Gallman, Wayne Gallman, oh, you little, you cheeky bastard. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 8 for 26. It was a 3.3 average. Philip Lindsay came in a little bit more in the second half. I was actually watching part of this game because um, it was the late game, so I was able to have all three on at the same time. Uh, Philip Lindsay came in, six carries, 83 yards and a touchdown. He had a night. He ripped off a 35 yarder. Uh, very nice. He's got a lot of juice. Uh, came off the concussion. So. Uh, Lindsay might be a guy that you can start in your flex. I'm not going to lie. Didn't hate him whatsoever. Uh, almost wrote up Jerry Judy, but you know I tried to keep it. I tried to keep it a little bit cleaner. I thought it worked out a lot better. Uh, ten, ten targets, four receptions, seventy-three yards. But Deshaun Hamilton, opposite of him. Uh, four receptions on five targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Deshaun Hamilton was filling in for Tim Patrick, uh, who should be back, I think, next week. So I'm not really going to worry about Deshaun Hamilton uh, at all. But K.J. Hamler, man, three receptions on three on three targets for 13 yards and a touchdown. It's not the long ball, not the long ball, but he definitely got the job done. So congrats to him. San Francisco and Seattle. All righty. All righty. Here we go. Here we go. Seattle won 37-27. And we need to talk about our uh, San Francisco 49ers here because they are a mess. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> re-aggravated that high ankle uh, sprain. So he's out for probably at least three or four weeks now again. 
Uh, he was 11 for 16. He was the cash game quarterback that I went with. He got less than, I think, three points. Uh, no touchdowns and an interception. Nick Mullins came in in relief. Looked good. Um, basically, if you add these stat, if you add these stats together, uh, this is what I expected out of Jimmy Garoppolo. But Nick Mullins was 18 to 25, 238, two touchdowns and no picks. Uh, so we'll definitely. We'll definitely keep an eye on Nick Mullins, uh, whether or not he, well, whether or not there is an actual Thursday night game if they don't move it because of the COVID positive. Uh, Nick Mullins, I think you can consider uh, for the showdown slate there. Rushing wise, he had Jermichael Hasty, twelve carries, twenty nine yards, one touchdown, two point four average. Man, he's very unimpressive. I know a lot of guy. I know a lot of people are on him, but he just when he runs, he just runs right into the fucking linemen. Like he's he has. It's almost like he has no fucking vision, which is just weird. Uh, Tevin Coleman did return uh, to the tune of three carries for twenty yards before leaving with another injury. Uh, so Tevin Coleman, you are dead to me on there. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, here's a weird stat line for you: three carries minus one yard. And a touchdown. How the fuck that works? He, he Well, it's because he lost like four yards on one carry. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was the big winner here. <clears throat> Eight for 91 on 11 targets and a touchdown. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had both of these guys written up. Eight receptions on 10 targets for 81 yards. No touchdowns, but you would have taken it at his value. Uh, Jerick McKinnon is definitely going to be the third down back. If they're going to run this hasty and McKinnon role here, uh, McKinnon's going to be your receiving back, your third down back. <clears throat> four receptions on four targets for 40 yards. Uh, George Kittle, who is now out uh, basically eight weeks. Uh, so I think you are pretty safe to drop him now. Uh, if you have an IR, if you want to put him on IR for right now, just kind of wait it out a couple of weeks. That's fine. Uh, he had two receptions on four targets for 39 yards. Beautiful, beautiful catch that he made. He just came down and landed wrong. Uh, Trent Taylor was involved with three receptions on four targets. Uh, so, and then Ross Dwelly came in relief. Jordan Reed wasn't ready to go for this game. So Ross Dwelly was in there, four targets, one reception, 16 yards. And a touchdown. So, tight end starved leagues. You can maybe take a look at Ross Dwelly. Pay attention to Jordan Reed news. I have not looked at it yet. Uh, he was expected to actually be. I think he actually did get activated off of IR this last week, but they just did not have him play in this game. So, pay attention to that. Uh, it's not just going to be Ross Dwelly. I don't think it's going to be. It's, I, I think it's not going to be, hey, it's it's all Ross Dwelly now, or hey, it's Jordan Reed over here. That's not it at all. Russell Wilson's still getting it done, 27 for 37, 261 and four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, your rushing guy, your main rushing guy. So it was the DJ Dallas show. Um, weird thing is people were using it in cash games. I said you need know, you have to be careful with that because we needed to know what we were going to, you know, 
if he was going to be the guy or not. We needed Chris Carson and at least Carlos Hyde to be out. That happened, but it didn't happen until after uh, lineup lock. Now, you can, you know, switch guys out, of course. But my question is, who did you switch out? Now, if you're going to tell me it was Le'Veon Bell, I would have said, well, you know, the 1 o'clock Eastern games, he's already involved. So it had to be, it had to be either people were silly enough to put him in early and just say, oh, yeah, 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 it's going to be it. We didn't know. We didn't know. Or they had Jermichael Hasty in there and pivoted to DJ Dallas. Either way, I mean, Jermichael Hasty. if you had him in there, you had Tevin Coleman playing. You knew Tevin Coleman was playing. They announced that way ahead of time. They announced that this, that, that morning. So, I, I mean, he was very unimpressive to me. Um, and that either comes down to San Francisco having still having that good front seven or or Seattle's line is bad. I mean, you can make an argument either way, but DJ Dallas, 18 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. That was a 2.3 average. Nothing to get excited about. Yeah, he was involved in the passing game, right? Five receptions on five targets for 17 yards and a touchdown. So unimpressive. So unimpressive. People are going to get bit by this. They're going to get bit. It just is what it is. If Carson's not back, they're going to try and go DJ Dallas. I mean, if Carlos Hyde's back, then you're going to try and mix that up. Have fun with that. Have fun with it. If you used him, if you used him in seasonal, hey, I get it. You know, we're not really restricted too much versus, you know, in the DFS type uh, place, but just terrible. Is fucking terrible. DK Metcalf was phenomenal. Uh, 12 receptions on 15 targets, the 161 and two touchdowns. So, very big market correction there uh, for DK Metcalf off of Tyler Lockett from last week. Uh, Lockett, four receptions, 33 yards, and five touch, uh, five touchdowns, five targets. So, but David Moore had the other touchdown. Uh, or had one of the other touchdowns, three receptions on three targets for 18 yards and a touchdown. So very good wide receiver core. You have to kind of play it by ear. It can get tricky, but uh, in the end, it's not all that. It's not all that hard to figure out. You just take the bet. You just take a mashup on there, um, and you don't follow. You don't follow from the week before. And that's kind of what I was trying to reiterate in the write-up, whether or not I got ahead or not. I said DK was the cash game guy, and Lockett would be the uh, GPP guy, in case I was wrong. But look like Renner. Steve Renner was on it, too. So he he obviously saw what I saw. So last game that we're going to go over with was is the Sunday Night Football game. This is Eagles beating the Dallas Cowboys twenty three to nine. 
Uh, start Cowboy side. It's because it's just pathetic. Ben DiNucci, 21 of 40, 180. No touchdowns, no picks. Uh, I haven't actually put this one in yet. Uh, he had two fumbles that he lost to. Wow. Wow. Oh, Zeke Elliott, 19 carries, 63 yards, no touchdowns. What do you do in the receiving game? Uh, one catch on two targets for 10 yards. Tony Pollard looked good, though. Uh, seven carries for 40 yards, not too bad there. Had two receptions for 24 yards as well on two targets. Not bad there. They did get C.D. Lamb involved early. They gave him a rush, and he ripped off a 19-yarder. It was pretty nice on the end around on there. Um, but, I mean, in the passing game, he was only four four receptions on five targets for 27 yards. Apparently, Andy Dalton's coming back this next week. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll take a look there. Maybe he just needed to shake up. Uh, Michael Gallup was your big winner here. Seven receptions on 12 targets for 61 yards. So Danucci obviously liked him. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, had six receptions, 53 yards for and eight targets there. Uh, had Schultz written up for Yahoo. I really, really like that. I should have went with that uh, because one of my one of my guys that was GPP, and then I said, "Oh no, you can use them for cash." Meh, meh, because I'm an idiot. Meh. But if we go to the Eagles side, you had Carson Wentz, 15 to 27, 123 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, so he's still slopping the fuck out of it. He had two fumbles, and he lost two fumbles, too. Oh, my God. I didn't go back through the stats yet on this one, so I'm just seeing these all for the first time. Uh, Boston Scott, not too bad. 15 carries, 70 yards. Uh, two receptions for nine yards and two targets. A little underwhelming compared to everything else here. Uh, Travis Fulgham was the big winner here. Six receptions on seven targets for 78 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Rager followed behind him. Three targets or uh, three receptions on six targets uh, for 16 yards and a touch. Dallas Goddard, Jesus, one reception uh, for 15 yards on one target. One target. Come on. It was his first game back. I'll just give him a bye. But that's pretty much it game by game here. Um Let's take a look at the strength of schedule charts and see if we've got anything going on here. Uh, Arizona. Uh, we're just going to start at the top and work down. Let us see, let us see, let us see. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has got the best, has the best coming up. You're definitely not going to be able to get him, but definitely don't trade him. Uh, so we'll just go to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, wide receiver two. Uh, maybe you could take advantage of this Calvin Ridley injury. They do face the Broncos uh, this week. And then they have a bye week. So you might be able to get him for cheap. Especially if he's injured. You might be able to wait going into the bye week. You might be able to trade for him. But uh, after the bye week, you're looking at Saints, Raiders. Uh, Saints twice. Uh, Saints, Raiders, Saints, Chargers, and Bucks. Now, he does have the Chiefs, uh, but I think they can get that done uh, there unless they get snow. So he's got a really good end of the season there. So definitely take a look there. Uh, I should add 
Uh, if Brian Hill is still out there, go get yourself some Brian Hill. Uh, you don't have to use him right away, um, but we're paying attention to Todd Gurley. It looks like Todd Gurley's starting to fall apart. Um, so let's kind of be proactive on that one as well. All right, Baltimore. Baltimore, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Ho, 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 ho. Um, actually, if you want, if you can get yourself some Lamar Jackson and trade cheap, quit fucking sending me trades where you're completely overpaying the shit out of everything for guys that are have been failing the last couple weeks. I know you hear on the radio, well, sometimes you got to pay a little bit more. You know, get take what where it looks like you're gonna get taken, but you're really not because you're getting the best players in the deal. No, no, these fucking schmucks in your in your leagues, they don't know what the hell's going on. You're not listening to serious for half of them. Come on. I mean, you don't offer them like a bullshit trade where you're just completely underselling it. Uh, and I like I like to do even trades, you know, stuff that works out for both teams. Um, I like to have the fair deal, but I'm not really going to overpay. There's certain players. I mean, I'll probably I'd overpay for some of them, but it, I mean, for like say Nick Chubb, do you think do you think I'm trading like a Devonta Adams or a fucking Calvin Ridley for that? No, 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 no. I'm not trading you my DK Metcalf for it either. Could I trade a Tyler Lockett? Maybe. Maybe. Definitely give you DJ Shark for it. Fuck that. Fuck that idiot. But uh, let's see, Baltimore Ravens. No, we're not really targeting anything there outside of Lamar Jackson, who I think you can get really on the cheap right now. Um, looks pretty good. Baltimore's defense is going to be pretty decent still, too. Yeah, they're going to be pretty good. Buffalo. We got anything here? Got anything here? Yeah, Cole Beasley will be good at the end of the year, or should be good at the end of the year. He was really rising up uh, last year towards the end of the year, too. So, don't mind that. Uh, Carolina Panthers. No, although a down game by Robbie Anderson, you might be able to get something here. You might be. You might be who they play this week. Ooh, at the Chiefs. Ooh. Ooh. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, man, you could still go after David Montgomery. I wish he would have had a worse game against the Saints. He actually didn't do that bad. I didn't really cover that. He had like he was averaging a four four point per carry average. He had like over eighty yards, so wasn't too bad, but uh, if somebody wants to offload him for cheap, I'll take a look at David Montgomery. I'm going to be completely honest. They still got to play the Packers twice, although it's week 17, but 
let's see from here on out. So we got Titans. Probably not going to be good. Uh, Vikings, Packers, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars. It's a hell of a schedule. Get some David Montgomery. Don't overpay for it. You shouldn't have to. So, if you're tired of your Jonathan Taylor shares, maybe. But we got to see what Jonathan Taylor's schedule. I've heard it's pretty decent. Uh, versus running back in the passing game, too. Uh, come week 12 and later, uh, he's going to be really good in there. Uh, Darnell Mooney will have a little bit of a stretch after week 11, so 12 through 14. I doubt you're going to really want to hold it, though. Cincinnati. T. Higgins is going to have a hell of a hell of a second half of the year outside of probably maybe the Giants game in week 12, but he's good to go there. Like T. Higgins. How about Cleveland? Baker Mayfield's going to have a really good stretch towards the end. I still like him if you can pick him up there. Cleveland tight end. Yeah, Cleveland tight end is really good, but we've talked about that too. Dallas. No, I'm not trading for. I'm not trading for any of that bullshit. Uh, Philip, like I said, Philip Lindsay. If Philip Lindsay is on your uh, your free agent, go get him um, because we might be seeing it turn. Uh, from Melvin Gordon to Philip Lindsay, if he keeps this shit up. Uh, let's see here. Week 9. Week 9 Falcons, so not good there. Uh, but then you got the Raiders, Chargers, Saints. Eh. And then it goes Chiefs, Panthers, Bills, Chargers. So not too bad for the end of the year. Uh, Melvin Gordon might be pretty good too. <sighs> Detroit, get yourself some TJ Hawkinson. He might continue this for most of the rest of the season. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Green Bay Packers. No. Oh, Alan Lazard is is uh ready to come back here pretty quick. Um within the next week or two. So if Alan Lazard is sitting out there, go grab yourself some Alan Lazard. You might be able to get it for cheap. Um, on there. Doesn't have the best matchup, but, I mean, it's the Packers offense. It's been pretty good. Uh, Houston, we don't know what's going on with Will Fuller. Um, if Will Fuller gets traded, uh, that's going to definitely move Brandon Cooks to the one. Um, and then you'll have you'll have Stills come up. Come up, he'll be the number two across from him. And then you would list uh, Randall Cobb as a three. Although Randall Cobb is really going to be the two versus the versus a three. So just pay attention to that. Uh, let's see here. How are we doing with David Johnson here? Uh, we come back from the break, and they are going to have 
Jaguars, Browns, Patriots, Lions. So pretty good setup there. Then it's going to be Colts, Bears, Colts, but should be good. Yeah, within the passing game, he's still good. So if he can do something for dirt fucking cheap, if somebody wants to get rid of him, eh, I'd grab him. I'll use him. It's not too bad of an idea. Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. Let's see the Jonathan Taylor thing here. Yeah, Ravens this week. Titans, Packers, Titans, Texans, Raiders, Texans, Steelers, Jaguars. Yeah, so let's get ourselves some Jordan Wilkins just in case, right? Um, But quite possibly, maybe you could get Jonathan Taylor for dirt cheap. And he comes back from this ankle injury. Refreshed and ready to go. Reinvigorated. Reinvigorated like a flower. I have no idea. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. So let's see here. T.Y. Hilton is hurt. So that's going to open up two extra targets a week. Um, If he's out wide receiver one. Wide receiver one. That would be Zach Pascal for right now. Um. Until Pittman's ready to go. Pittman, though, has a really good schedule uh, come from the second half, whether or not he's going to be the wide receiver two or the wide receiver one if Hilton is out. So definitely take a look there. It's too bad that the ten, uh, the tight ends are good, are good to go for the end of the year um, because of the three-man, the three-headed monster rotation there. Uh, running backs in the passing game stands up to... I gotta really teach some of you how to read this. Jacksonville. No, pass. Oh, Jake Luton is going to be the starter this week uh for Gardner Minshew. So uh yeah. Uh Houston's defense might be in play. And I bet you ten bucks it's fucking uh priced down. I haven't done the pricing yet. So that's going to be tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I would pay attention to that one. Uh, Let's see. Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receiver two position is going to be opened up after the bye. After the bye. So Sammy Watkins goes through the bye, but it looks like he's going to come back. I think Sammy Watkins is actually viable. Uh, But we may get McCall Harmon there too. Damn it. Uh, Vegas Raiders, uh, pass. L.A. Chargers, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Justin Jackson's good to go. Herbert's good to go for most of the rest of the year. Um, they get the Raiders this week. Before going on by, then that would be Broncos, Bills, Patriots, who you can throw on, uh, Falcons, Raiders, and Broncos in Week 16, though. That's what really sucks. Yeah, maybe they'll get some injuries. But he, look what he did against the Broncos. You'd take, you'd take this in a championship game. You would. You absolutely would. Uh, wide receiver one. Wide receiver one and wide receiver two are actually pretty good. 
so Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Wait for him to have a down game. And then maybe I'd go grab him. L.A. Rams, the wide receiver, two. This is Cooper Cup, which you're not going to get. Um, you're not going to get. So I guess we'll skip that. Miami Dolphins um, have no interest in anything. If you got Miles Gaskin, you can just kind of keep him, I think. Or if somebody gives you a decent trade for it, uh, you're not going to get, no, you're not going to get that mid-range running back with him. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, are we going to have a tight end flare up in here? No. Although the Bears got obliterated by a tight end. If you call Taysom Hill a tight end, I don't know. New England. No, I'm going to pass. But like I said, I like I, I kind of like Jacoby Myers if we can get him for like a buck. I doubt anybody's going to put anything in on him. So, uh, Manuel Sanders, maybe you could take a chance on. Uh, week nine, got the Bucks, Niners, Falcons, Broncos, Falcons, Eagles. Then you could dump them. Yeah. So. Manuel Sanders, if somebody's dropped him, go pick him up. Uh, he's not like a priority right now, uh, but I do like him. New York Giants, no. We're not doing New York Giants. Fuck that. Fuck that. If Evan Ingram can't fucking do it now, which is, he's in the middle of his best stretch, and he ain't doing shit. He did shit last week. But that was it. New York Jets. New York Jets. New York Jets. Ugh, we got a really good rushing schedule, and they're just fucking wasting it. Let's see the next week's here. So Patriots, Dolphins, bye week. Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns. God, I want I God, I want to keep P Ryan on my roster so bad. Uh Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz isn't too bad if he's still out there. Running backs in the passing game is gonna open up here after their week nine bye. Pittsburgh. Mm. Ben Roethlisberger might be viable. Ooh, ooh, he's got the Colts in the last week. Bleh. Bleh. Yuck. Defense is going to be very good for a while. It's a very favorable schedule. San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. Ayuk is going to be the number one for the foreseeable future, and Debo would actually be the two because I think he's really building the rapport up because Samuel has been out. So Ayuk is definitely a guy that I want, and I will start him every week, even with Nick Mullins uh, as the quarterback. Seattle Seahawks. 
Um, nobody that you can really trade for. You're not going to trade for Lockett and DK. Their values are too high. So we'll pass there. Tampa Bay. Hmm. Tampa Bay. Oh, last four weeks of the season. So right at the right at the start of the playoffs, four, two, fifteen, sixteen. It's actually a really good schedule for Mike Evans. <laughs> Gronk's got a pretty good schedule after that break too. He might be he might end up falling down here. Uh, next few weeks, let's see, Giants, so they're going to have the Saints, Panthers, Rams, and Chiefs, so it's going to be a little up and down in there, somebody might get tired of it, I would pounce on Gronk for the playoffs, at least for a couple weeks, uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, Derrick Henry is going to be phenomenal at the end of the year, uh, Tannehill is not going to be much worse, uh, but they do have a bad stretch here. They got Bears, Colts, Ravens, Colts. Uh, so it's not going to be really too fun. Not anybody there that I really want to trade for. At all. At all. Now the douche canoes. Oh, how can we forget about you, douche canoes? Anything in here? No. No. If I got time, if I have time tomorrow, now it is voting. It is election night, so I got time. I'm going to go through this and kind of explain the strength of schedule chart and go through it for everybody. Um, Just kind of what I'm looking for and, and whatnot, so... Uh, pay attention for that. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get that in. Um, I'm not 100%. It just all depends if I get done early with work or not. Because uh, I do, I'll just talk through it while I'm doing other stuff. Uh, you know, statistics and all that, getting that stuff put in there. I'm just going to basically be talking over my work. So, um, so yeah. So, do your civic duty, get out there and vote. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll definitely get you this next weekend and, uh, get everything straightened out and attack week nine head strong. Go vote. There's always a time where I wonder if anybody's actually listening to these endings. I know Randy pays attention to him. I know Randy does. I don't know if fucking Paul does. And I know Jim doesn't fucking even listen to it at all. Neither does, uh, let's see, Jeff doesn't fucking listen to it because he's a fucking DJ and he should be fucking listening to it. Maybe his team wouldn't be so fucking bad. Although he did fucking beat me, which was terrible.
Fucking seven and zero. Oh. That motherfucker beats me. Because he had to start fucking Philip Lindsay, and he had to start fucking Jarek McKinnon, and they both fucking beat me. I'm like, are you shitting me? What kind of bullshit is that? This stuff's so fucking random every once in a while. Just horseshit. Just complete fucking horseshit. But, uh, yeah, so Trump is in Kenosha tonight. Um, it's like the final rally before, um, you know, before, <laughs> before the actual voting night. I should have fucking voted early. I just couldn't find the fucking time to get in there. But, uh, I wonder, let's see what kind of bullshit. Oh, you know, you, you know where you got to go? You got to go to CNN. You want to find the good Trump news? <laughs> Go to fucking CNN. Uh, 96 million Americans voted and 9.3 million people have been infected with COVID-19. Okay. All right. Vienna attack. This video of Joe Biden is manipulated and mislead. Millions watched it. No, it's not. What's this Vienna attack? Ooh, terror attack in Vienna. Oh, that's not good. Huh. Vienna, Austria. That's terrible. Uh, but, yeah, so Trump's in town. And, like, everybody is just like, Oh, we gotta get the fuck home. They're gonna close down the fucking roads. Ah! I didn't really care. I knew I was going to get home before he even hit the fucking town, but mail-in voting explodes in key battleground state. Aww. But, uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad it's fucking getting done. I I had people show up on my fucking doorstep. Hey, are you going to vote? Yeah, I'm going to fucking vote. Well, who are you voting for? I ain't fucking telling you. Get the fuck off my property. Get the fuck out of my neighborhood. I don't need you fucking over here, you pieces of shit. Fuck it. I can't wait until these text messages are done, the fucking phone calls, and you know it's them doing it. And I don't care if it's a Trump or a Biden side. You know, it's just quit bothering me. I'm a registered voter. I'm fucking independent. I don't give a fuck. But I'll tell you exactly who I'm voting for. (sighs) You liberals aren't going to fucking like it, but I'm voting Trump. Because if Biden wins, there's a lot of shit you do not see that you're blind to. Writing's on the wall. Biden wins. This whole fucking country's going down. And I'm going to grab my kid. I'm going to steal her. And I'm going to take her to Montana with me. <laughs> We're getting the fuck out of here. Who wants to fucking come with me? We just fucking, we just jump in a van and let's fucking go. Let's get the fuck out. We don't have to totally get out of America. We just go to Montana. Montana's a safe spot. I love Montana. I love Montana. 
But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, a lot of people aren't going to listen to this until Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. So uh, hope to have something out where I can talk about the <clears throat> strength of schedule spreadsheet so you can kind of follow along, kind of see what I'm doing uh, with it. It's really easy once you once you kind of grasp the concept of what you're looking at. So, but uh, until then, I'll talk to you later. Peace.